This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hi, guys. Marvel. On a recent episode, you both were talking about um, rape victims in some godforsaken country uh, were forced to marry their rapists. And basically, I just wanted to say, I think that policy could best be summarized as you broke it, you bought it. Cornhole, guys. Hey, Cecil and Tom. This is Matthew from Willow Springs. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, uh, I was just listening to your last episode about QED, and Tom was trying to figure out those names of those little ceramic figurines. They're porcelain. They're from Spain, and they're called Yadro. It's a Spanish spelling that's got two L's in it and shit. Anyways, I got three of them. I was stationed in Spain, and, like, a little dog in a boat was 120 bucks. So, yeah, they're cute. They're really expensive and they're pieces of garbage anyways thanks bye hey guys it's uh, one of your uk listeners here and i'm just listening to episode 369 and uh you were talking about uh, space marine chapter painting and and the way that someone would go ah uh, that's not actually um the proper paint scheme for um space marine i've never met anyone who's that asked about the colours just at the painted well which would mean that the nerds that play 40k are less intolerant than religious people which is a weird thought but they do probably rape fewer kids anyway glory hole and I love the show advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in the way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism. Not the way. Well, our way is the way. And the truth and the light. (laughs) Isn't it the life? I don't know. I'm not Christian, man. Is it the the life? life. I think it is the life. It's the light and the life. Aren't they the same? No, I think it's the way, the truth, and the life. Now I'm going to type it into Google, Tom. All right, look. Are you fact-checking? And the life. That's what it autocorrects Type light and see if anything pops up. Okay, so life is... I don't know. That's John 14, 6. Light... Well, maybe this is like Eric... 21. Not, no, it's not. 15 it and 9. It refers you back. Google's like, no, you, what you meant was life. <laughs> Are you sure what it's you not was... Bill 2316 or something? <laughs> That'd like, be awesome. There's a... There's a, like a Lou 12. <laughs> Look, man, it's 11 o'clock. It's been a day. It's the, Give me a beer! <laughs> That's what it says over and over again. Oh... We've been critical thinking, skepticism, and inaccuracy. And the way, the truth, and the life of light. It's the life of Brian. The light of Brian. The light of Brian. (laughs) To any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome at. This is episode 370 
of cognitive dissonance. And later on in the program, we're going to be joined by George Crabb. We are. We haven't been joined by George Crabb in far too long. Far too long. So we had a long conversation with him about Trump and uh he and, was pro surprisingly yeah, pro i was yeah, yeah yeah it was interesting he, he, he was gonna skype called his red hat yeah. his maga hat he specifically said he wasn't with her that's what he said <laughs> i couldn't believe it couldn't very surprising it. couldn't very believe surprising it. yeah wow so racist you wouldn't think so <laughs> you wouldn't think he's you a racist think so yeah against white people so. yeah, that's the thing too I know. that's like, the weirdest part so, right so odd. Yeah. Wouldn't, well, we'd not have Strange. guessed that. Yeah. And they will say to me and others who defend the rule of law, we have to do something about the 11 million. And some of them are valedictorians. Well, my answer to that is, and then by the way, their parents brought them in. It wasn't their fault. It's true in some cases, but they aren't all valedictorians. They weren't all brought in by their parents. Uh, for everyone who's a valedictorian, there's another hundred out there that um, they weigh 130 pounds and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. So this first story comes from Right Wing Watch. This is uh, Sandy Rios. This is kind of fucking incredible. Sandy Rios claims immigrants don't know basic hygiene. Hmm. And okay. I don't think she's saying that they know advanced hygiene. <laughs> Right, like I just want like to be clear. To, they went to a school for hygiene studies. Right. <laughs> no, no, they're so clean they could fucking go in the Intel computer chip yeah. room with like. They're just like, the, I, they're like shaving. I'm touching whatever right? I want here. <laughs> Look at me. They go yeah. in there, they shave their pubes, and they're yeah. still fine. Doesn't even matter. That's how fucking great their hygiene is. <laughs> they nair themselves. Their entire bodies nared. <laughs> Uh, they're like the alpaca people, Jesus those alpacas, Christ. those people with the uh, alpacas, not a people. Yeah. The alpaca people with no hair. They get the <laughs> <laughs> people with alopecia. No, the alpaca, al 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 alpaca people have big, long necks too. <laughs> you, you know, they, they had hair, but someone shaved them to make sweaters. There's a sweater person. <laughs> yeah. I call this sweater bill. <laughs> Oh, shit. Actually, it's more like I call this sweater veto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Sandy Rios. Now, I'm not going to play the whole thing since the beginning of it is a guy talking. But uh, but when she starts talking, the magic starts happening, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Dan, um, I'm out and about a lot in diff different places geographically. I'm sure you are, too. Well, what does that mean? I mean, I'm going to be... She's a mover and shaker. Tom. I'm in different places geographically, as opposed to what? Being in different places, like, temporally? Like, I just travel through time, but I stay the same spot? But I have spot. to stay in the exact same but spot. What is that? I'm like the time traveler's wife. I'm out and about a lot. I go a to woman. the grocery store yeah. and then sometimes <laughs> I'll go to the DSW and I'll pick up a nice new pair of shit. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> different places geographically. <laughs> it's the only way to be in different places. There are, when you're in Washington, D.C., or um, if you're in like Dearborn, Michigan, or if you're in, I don't know, Orlando, Florida, um, Los Angeles, and I could go on. It's often... Like a third world country. It is never. None of those places are like, you need to go to yeah. geographically. You should go yeah. to a third world country. Yeah. It's a third world country. You in fucking Washington, ignorant buffoon. In, in Washington, D.C. Yeah, in Washington, D.C. What was the other one she said? L.A.? And Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Orlando. Where Disney yeah, is. Yeah, Orlando. Where Disney, you can where you, you can get a fucking ride to the park by an orca <laughs> in a car. <laughs> yeah. Orlando. 
mean, I will admit Orlando's gross. It's yeah. hot. No, and I mean, sticky. it's disgusting. It's fucking full of like shitty tourist trap garbage. It's the worst. It's, I mean, it's in Florida. Yeah. It's in Florida. It's in fucking America's diseased wang. Yeah. Like, it's, it's horrible. Ugh, it's a horror. It's bad. But it's not third it's world not thorough bad. bad. I view Northern Virginia, D.C. It's just, it's amazing. You, it's, um, it's just amazing. And then I go to other parts of the country, and it's, it still looks like America. <laughs> what the what? fuck are you talking about? Please be more racist. What are you talking about? Wait. She's going to be super racist there in There are so many brown people here. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what she Sometimes oh. when I go to the... The white enclaves of ultra-rich America, you know, then it looks more like my fucking Mayberry imagination sometimes town. Sometimes when I go to the Hamptons, I just think, thank God. <laughs> Ugh, at least Martha's Vineyard is still white. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> I mean, not the help, of course. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Thing has changed. English is heard, and things are running smoothly. And English is heard, English. and things are running. Why, are the trains on time? Is that what you're talking about here? <laughs> Remember that American city you went to where you just like you're like fuck. Does anyone here speak English? Said nobody ever in any place in America. That makes me nuts too. It does, because right? it's like you can go to plenty of places in Chicago where they're not speaking English as the first language. Sure, those places are just as safe as the rest of the city. Like I can walk around, I can walk around Chinatown. I could walk around Ukrainian Village. I could walk around the Vietnamese area up by Lawrence. I can go to you know all these other places. Um, and they're perfectly they're safe, perfectly safe, perfectly reasonable I mean, it's like, places it's like to These be. are places that, you know, just like, and the problem is, is that, you know, people automatically assume someone's speaking another language, therefore they're dangerous. You know, you talk, we talked a while back about that asshole. Who's like fucking, you know, the rock tower guy who's like, you yeah. fucking, you know, that's a curse. It's a right. curse. When other people right. speak different languages, right. you what know, was that? Brian Fisher, Brian Fisher was yeah. the guy who was yeah. like, you know, the tower of Babel right. is the, is the, is the reason why speaking other languages, a curse on humanity. And that equates to them as bad things. And she's doing the exact same thing here. She's basically like, you know, gosh, where they speak English, that's where it's civilized. Anywhere else, it's completely uncivilized. Yep. Like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, equating equating speaking English with civilization is a terrible, terrible mistake. Like, English can be, you know, somebody's primary language, and they can be incredibly uncivilized. Yeah. I mean, it's... Go to go to a trailer park in the racist fucking what like right. South. You know what I mean? Like in the ultra racist South, where you know they fucking they have Dixie yep. flags and talk fucking, about third world conditions. Yeah, go right? to Appalachia, yeah. and you can make that com you can make that that comparison, right? Go to go to uh, white enclaves of Appalachia where everybody's dirt ass fucking poor and everybody's fuck. I mean, like people still don't have running water and they still don't have fucking electricity and flushies in parts of this country. Go to those fucking dirty fucking hillbilly towns. They're all fucking white. They all speak English. And that's a lot closer to a third world country than Dearborn, Michigan, where there's a high Muslim population. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or, you know, Washington, D.C., where there's a high not me population. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And bathrooms are not, um, listen, I'm being very in, in politic here, but as a female, I find, you know, bathrooms have just become unbearable because I think a lot of the people coming in just don't know basic, don't know basic hygiene, don't know to hand, how to handle modern amenities. And so they're, so, just, how to handle mo they're just throwing like live chickens down the toilet. What is she, like, what is, <laughs> look at it go, mama! It's spin around in a circle! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? They don't know how to handle Modern, like as if he would walk in, be like, "Oh no, I just pooped on the floor. Yeah. I don't know what to do." I, I just, walked in, I saw the hand dryer, and I thought, "That's where my shit goes." 
So I just climbed up on top of the sink and I dropped the deuce right in there. So uh, press with care. You know what? That finally explains that every no, every so often mysterious turd in the urinal. Yeah, it really like, does. It really does. Foreigners. I will say foreigners. this, though. That's a that's a guy who tried. That's a, that's a, you know, like you walk in, you see the guy, his, his pants have got to be on his ankles because if they're anywhere uh, else, they're in the urinal. They're in the urinal. Right. So they got to be like, and I'm being, I'm being real gracious here. They're at least at the knees. Right. So the guy standing there, ass to the urinal, pants around his knees. If that's not a Facebook live video, it's at least, <laughs> it's at least Thomas standing ovation. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, good for you. Have you ever walked? What I can't even imagine what I would do if I walked into a public bathroom and some dude is dropping a deuce in the urinal. I, I, because you'd see, you'd see, like, you'd be like, well, that's your fucking dick. Like, yeah. and also, why are you pooping in the urinal? Yeah. Also, <laughs> the only way to do that is to put your ass kind of in, in the, the urinal. urinal. Yeah. Like, you're, you're in the yeah. urinal, and, man. And when you're done in your ass cheeks is the fucking urinal cake, right? Like you walk well, away with that. With? Yeah, you walk scrub away it with, out that. with that thing. Yeah. Right? Like, like I would well, con- what would you say? Confront the- of course I would confront. The first thing I would say, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? That would be the first thing out of my mouth. Is, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you a fucking dirty foreigner? That's what I would say to him. <laughs> I, would I would say, just- are you not used to modern amenities? <laughs> I'm going to speed dial Sandy Rio. She'll give you a piece of her mind. <laughs> no say, El Yernal. Huh? <laughs> she'll be <laughs> she'll be delightfully unpolitic here. Yeah. I think I would leave. I think if it yeah, actually, I, I think, think I'd I be like, too. I would be so embarrassed. I'd be like, fuck, no, uh, yeah, exactly. I gotta go. Well, if I was at an establishment, the first thing I'd do is I'd, I'd leave and I'd be like, there's a guy. Yeah. There's a man there's pooping a in the bathroom. Pooping in the urinal. <laughs> right? It'd be like if somebody's pooping in the sink or pooping in a, a booth. You know what's funny? My, I, I've heard so many stories about this. She's like, all these, all these fucking people with their greasy, curly right. hair, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, they won't even let me touch their hair. What's wrong with them? I just want to yeah. smell them a little. But uh, <laughs> they, I hear they smell different. But, <laughs> but my wife and a bunch of other people that I've worked in retail have all told the same story that somebody will go into the changing booths yeah. and drop a deuce. That's a fucking just a like. Are you gonna say all those people are foreigners? foreigners? And it's like, like I well, this was a country, private we don't even have holes. <laughs> but people will drop deuces in those things. People are fucking weird, man. Yeah, people are just fucking weird. Everybody knows you don't shit in the fucking dressing room. You shit in the janitorial closet because <laughs> they've got that mop bucket. Everybody knows what around. you do. Is you go to the children's section. Oh my God. And then you. I'm leaving. Well, what you do is. Uh, that's it. Nope. Hold on. You don't. I'm done. <laughs> it's been good, Cecil. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what you do is you go to the children's section and then you actually go into the, you know, so they have the, the, the circle of hangers and all that stuff. You just go in there in between in that circle oh, of hangers. You're a monster. And it's like the TARDIS. It's huge in there. You get more monsters from every. And then here's the thing. You have a myriad of things to wipe with right in the middle. Or like you poop in one of those plastic playhouses. (laughs) In the balls. You poop in the balls. They poop in the balls. Nobody wants wants poop on the balls. Nobody wants poop on the balls. No. That's bad. I'm talking about the big balls. The balls. The ball ring. Not my own balls. (laughs) The ball ring. The ball. You shall not poop. What do they call that for the kids when you just when you just tell them to go play in the unsanitary area? What is that thing? The ball bag? What is the ball pit, right? The ball pit. There you go. Go play with my ball. What are you, a priest? (laughs) 
<laughs> hey kids, come on over and play with my ball play bag. The, ball <laughs> the Eli Bostic story. <laughs> if anyone needs Cecil, he now has all the restraining orders. <laughs> Jesus. It's a beautiful collection. <laughs> hey Cecil. Uh, it's a really good thing you don't have kids, I man. I know, man. I know. Yeah. No, that, that immune system training factory, yeah. that's what that yeah. is. Be like, dead. Here, go and get sick. Go yeah. get, uh, catch something. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, those, I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's not a matter of what they're going to get. It's, or if they're going to get something, it's just like, what? Like, I don't know. What are you coming out with? Norovirus yeah, this come time? On, kids. You like, need to get more ringworm. Right? <laughs> you, just, you just puke on the floor a little bit. That'd be amazing. Uh but for some of the country, it's not a reality. For those of us that live in the middle of it, we see the changes and we're saying, no, we've got to control this. We've got to assimilate people. We have to teach them all kinds of things in order to make this work. You know, to civilize the no, barbarians? She's right. What they have to add to all the, uh, the naturalization clashes is, okay, so this lever flushes the toilet. So you have to just press on this and it'll make it go, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> And it's then not the poopy one goes down. Lever. Like yeah. it's not one of the Japanese like clamshell <laughs> toys. Like it's a typical thing. <laughs> We're just like you can figure it out by accident. Don't we teach like two year olds to do it? Or how old is a kid when they start peeing in a potty? Two, three, three. Yeah, you teach them how to use a potty at three. Right. But you think there'll ever be a wall? I don't know. I you know he, he can't do anything. I know. So I have I have a hard time imagining that they'll pass that bill to sort of make a wall. Um, but I, I did hear that ice is uh, the the uh, the stuff that they're doing now to sort of get rid of immigrants has been increasing. So it was bad under Obama. Obama was deporting. He deported millions of people. But it's even worse now. They're deporting people that, you know, really haven't done anything wrong right. except for enter the country illegally. And I know some people out there are like, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. But you know, these are people who some of these people are seeking asylum, right? Like they, like their yeah. home is, is unsafe, is unsafe for them. Right. And they leave that home looking for a refugee status. And, and the people who, who say, you know, well, it's illegal to come into the country. It's like, yeah, you know, if your life was on the line, would you be like, yeah, you know, I'll just wait it out. I'll see if my paperwork goes through, you nope. know, just to see if I'm going to, you know, maybe yeah. survive the night. This bullshit. Yeah. None right. of those people yep. wouldn't do that. But you can sit on your fucking high horse now because you're fucking here. Yeah. They're no, they're no virtue of your own. Yeah. Like, let's be super clear. Most of us, not all, obviously there's some people, but the vast majority of us are where we are by virtue of birth. We didn't yeah. choose it. Right. You didn't have any fucking choice yeah. in that. I didn't make any choice. And it is an absurdity to think, I'll tell you what, I I will be very frank. Like if it's a matter of like, how are you going to feed yourself and your family? I'm going to cross a border. I'll fucking cross your border. Yeah. I'll fucking take a selfie me pissing on your fucking border. I don't give a fuck. I'll feed me and my family first. I have an obligation to those people. These board. It's all, it's who gives a shit? Who gives a, I would cross that fucking border all day. You would too. Yeah. You know what? Everybody, it's, it's real easy to have, high-minded principles about what other people should do when your fucking belly is full. Real fucking yeah, easy. for sure. You know? For sure. Now, I have to tell you, it's an unbelievably complex subject. Nobody knew that healthcare could be so complicated. And we are joined now by Geo from the Geologic Podcast. Geo, it's been, uh, we, were, we were talking right before we, we, we aired, it's been a really aggressively and unnecessarily long time 
since we've been able to talk to Much you. too long. It's like some kind of some kind of hospital yeah. induced coma <laughs> is what it feels like, you know? It's been way too long, for sure, gentlemen. For sure. That's usually the excuse I hear. More, now you're now you're world yeah. travelers. You've been all over the all over the globe. I'm stuck here in Bethlehem, and you guys are just oh, we're gonna go to England. We're gonna go to Australia. Were you just at a conference? Were you awesome. just working on a conference recently? Uh, well, I was in New York for for Nexus, which is just up the street here for me, basically. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Nexus just happened, which is always a great time. Manhattan, the uh, Fashion Institute of Technology, which is just that in and of itself. You get a you get what 600 skeptics at the Fashion Institute of Technology, and you just you just watch the the the, the pants just explode. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's quite wonderful. It's quite wonderful. The the yeah the the fanny packs are just in full force, and it's 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 magical. It's magical. Awesome. Yeah, skeptics yeah. are typically known for their for their uh, chic fashion yeah. sense. Yes, so their acumen, really? their fashion acumen. <laughs> But it's it's all good. Group, it's all good. You know? They're like they're so uncool that they're absolutely cool, which is yeah. the, which is the thing. Yep, yep. that's awesome. Those are our people. This. They can discuss the evolution of the T-shirt and its various incarnations. Right, yeah. so, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, we, yeah, really, thanks so much for coming on the show. We, it's, oh, it's, my I pleasure. don't know why we waited so yeah, long. I know. I really don't. We just, you know, well, you it was get the distracted. court order, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that was <laughs> yeah, probably that part inspired, of it. Like, it's like, that's like a year yeah. thing. And okay, then, all right, good, good, yeah. good. Right. So, and I yeah. think that's like... I think if I remember reading it, it's like a physical distance, like a thousand yards oh, or true. something. Yeah, yeah I so. think, yeah. So I can't just right. fling that stuff again. But yeah, anyway, so <laughs> we don't have to get into that. We don't have to get yeah, into no, that no, thing. No. It's fine. Yeah. So we want to talk about uh, a story from CNN. This is, uh, and, and I, it's funny too, because just a moment ago, I was thinking, you know, I sent you the story eight days ago and I'm looking at it now and it feels quaint. It feels it's, actually quaint. Yeah. The timeline of of our, you know, there's this there's this sort of theory that, you know, the reason it feels like time speeds up as you get older is because it actually does. Like that the oscillations kind of of the universe are speeding up and that we can't really tell because there's no, you know, there's no reference, but there's something in the human animal that is allowing us to perceive time speeding up. Well, I think it's like with the election of 45, I think it even went into hyperdrive now. So yeah. that it feels like two days now. Yeah, because I, I had the same exact thought. Like, oh, this this old story from what, yeah. what was this? Like five months ago? Four months right. ago? No, this was five Tuesday. This was Tuesday. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's, oh. it's so funny. Like, like. I feel like all I want to do is just hug my knees and yeah. rock back and yeah. forth in the shower until this is all I just over. want somebody to get one of those like elephant brushes that they scrub animals with. <laughs> <laughs> just scrub me down silkwood style oh, so nice. I can wash, wash the off. trump off of me. Right. I, think, you know? I think there's a business opportunity there, boys. Yeah. Maybe we could have some kind of trump scrub company oh, or God. some kind of a, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Trump scrub would be amazing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Kind of hot. That'd yeah. be kind of hot. <laughs> Um, all right. So here, here's the headline here. and We don't have to get much past the headline, but we will. Donald Trump Jr.'s latest email explanation to Sean Hannity doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, and really so doesn't. this is this is basically he met with a Russian lawyer who, who purported to have information about the Hillary campaign. And that seems like a really bad idea, like a really big conflict of interest. And of course, they've been like, hey, we didn't meet with no conflict of interest. And then yeah, you did. So then he says, okay, all right, all right. And this is the quote. I didn't know if there was any credibility. I didn't know if there was anything behind it. I can't vouch for the information. Someone sent me an email. I can't help what somebody sends me. I read it. I responded accordingly. 
Yeah, end of story. And I, I <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I will say this, and then I will hand it off to to you, gentlemen. I, I will say like, I will agree to a portion of this, right? You cannot control what reaches your inbox, right? right? You're it, it's that's it. Like you can't set right. up a filter called no Russian lawyers. Sure, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, until you get one, then you can mark yeah. them as Russian yeah. lawyer. You know, it's a. So, okay, fine. But it's the, and I responded portion of the program that he seems to have a difficult time understanding is deeply fucking problematic. Here. I, I wonder if he has an automatic response set up solely for Russian agents. Like, so maybe it actually was out of his hands. It's <laughs> just, it's a bot that he has set up, you know, somehow so that if yeah. there's a dot RU address comes to his thing, in essence, it syncs up with his schedule and Manafort's schedule. <laughs> And Kirshner's schedule, and they all meet. Like, so it's out of his hands, really, because it's just, yeah. I don't You're understand right. technology. Yeah. I have an iPhone. I don't know. It just does it. I don't know. That would be almost as as sort of a poss possible explanation as the one that's been given of just like, yeah, so we met. You know, I got this anonymous thing. I don't know. I don't, and this odd pride of like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Like, that excuses it. And then, and then that that it goes yeah. from being three people in the room to four people to six people to now eight, eight people were in that meeting. Yeah, right. I eight am people. I am not going to be surprised when, let's say, an hour from now, <laughs> we find out that Trump himself was there. Well, it took us two years to get three people on a fucking Skype call right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I got to tell you, like when I try to organize a conference call with eight fucking people that are like busy people. It's, it's, a, it's ridiculous. It's ordering pizza for teenagers. Yeah. Like it's an impossibility. <laughs> right. It's a, it's, it's so insanely difficult, but they all fucking flock to this meeting. You know, you asked, you asked a question, Tom, you said, you know, should you be responsible for what people send you? And you're right. You shouldn't be responsible for that. But there was a, a, a story that was going on recently where somebody brought up Gore during the campaign was got some information about Bush's uh, debate, the, the debate questions or something, this debate answers that he was going to give. Somebody had sent that to him anonymously and he went to the FBI. Like he was like, no, I, yeah, that's right. not my, I don't, I'll give that to, I'm bringing that to the FBI. I'm right. not going to like, so, so yeah, you might not be able to control what you get, but you certainly can control how you, what you do after you get it. Okay. But hold on, hold on. Yeah. Cause it says in his defense, that he responded accordingly. <laughs> I guess that's true. So, I hadn't considered that. I mean, there's that, that line of argument. Yeah. My favorite bit of that interview was that at the end when Hannity kind of says, uh, you know, I don't really have any other questions because we've covered yeah. it all. We've pretty much covered it all. And so uh, that's it. That's it. And it's, it's, I mean, it's to watch. I actually enjoy watching Hannity in a, in a weird way, kind of the same way that I enjoy, like, you know, chewing tinfoil because it's just such a <laughs> unique feeling but to, to sort of I'm gonna brush my teeth and have a big glass of orange juice too yeah exactly exactly no in 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 the same way that you know like when an umpire in baseball has that little ball strike uh, counter thingy in his palm and he's like clicking you know for strikes and balls like you sort of i do that for every line that Hannity says, it's like, well, that's not true. Not true. Click. Not true. Click. Not true. Click. Ah, misrepresentation. Click. Uh, exaggeration. Click. And it's just you just sort of tally up. And 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 when a when a factual statement is made, it's like 
it's incredible. It's like this revelation of amidst <laughs> this ocean of just complete misrepresentation and complete misinterpretation and complete just just fabrication. Occasionally, a line comes out that is true, and it might be something like, you know, "Good evening, today's Monday," and you go like, "Oh yes, all right." <laughs> That's yeah, true. But, but it's tell me you don't check your calendar just in case because at this oh, point, so, like, seriously, well, I'm not I, taking I, your I, fucking word for that. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't right? put it past them. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's astounding, and 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 the backpedaling too. I mean, again, if you were to transfix or transpose these circumstances with any, you know, with either either our former president or Hillary. I mean, it's, it's you know, and, and both sides say this all the time. Like, oh, imagine if Blah did this or imagine if Blah, you know, and, and, and the circumstances are transposed all the time. But it's like just you have to try to try to fathom what kind of a response would have occurred on conservative radio if Hillary, if Hillary's daughter, let's say, had a meeting sure. know, with with. Uh, any foreign government, let alone Russian government. One of the things that they talked about when, with Obama, one of the one of the biggest scandals he had was he wore a tan suit. Oh, like, yeah, I remember sure. you know what I mean, like, like, like yeah. can you imagine Fancy any mustard. of this stuff? He used he used Dijon mustard. Hannity actually right. had yeah. a segment about yep. President Obama using Dijon mustard and yeah, what this kidding? said about no. No, what did it say you, you about it? Wait, was it that, fancy? You know, he's he's fancy. Yeah, he's he's obviously this elite. Yeah, he's too you know, elite. Yeah, you know, regular American French's mustard or whatever it is is, is not good. You know, That's this fair. is a guy who's got to use Dijon oh, mustard. Gosh. Yeah, in his in his tan suit. That's fair yeah. though, because I remember the commercials, the Grey Poupon oh, yeah, commercials. Oh yeah, limo or whatever. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. Well, the guy course, pulls up sir. and he says, <laughs> "Excuse me, would you like to collude?" <laughs> yeah. Pardon me. Would you like to collude with the Soviet Union? Yeah. 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 Wait, I, I do want it's not in this article, but it does, you know, another justification that uh, Trump Jr. made, you know, for for taking this meeting. He basically said, hey, you would have done it, too. Yeah, that, that is yeah. one of the things that they really backpedaled. So what yeah. happened is, is initially they said the meeting never happened. Right. Then they found out that the meeting happened and all these people said we're going to leak the emails. And he said, well, I'll just do that for you. And so then he put posted all the emails and they're like, oh, wait, the meeting happened. And he's like, oh, yeah, it did happen, but it wasn't a big deal. We didn't get anything. And then they're like, yeah, but you said you did. Oh, actually, we did get something, but it's not a big deal. And then they go, they keep pedaling. That's everything is a backpedal. Everything is. Oh, yeah, well. But you would have done it too. And oh, it's not, it's not anything. It doesn't matter yeah, that right. we got any of this stuff. And they just keep everything keeps backpedaling. And for some reason, even though they're they're they keep on sort of drawing a line in the sand and then stepping behind it, nobody calls them on the previous line. Right, right. I mean, someone emails you and says, I know a great way to murder your wife. <laughs> I'm listening. And you reply, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's meet. And you meet and you're defending yourself in court. And basically the guy shows up and he doesn't have a way to kill your wife. And so you say, your honor, he didn't actually have a way to kill my wife. What's the problem? Right. Uh, that is the defense. That was the preliminary defense. Like, yeah. we didn't get any. Yeah, we wanted to get some information, but we didn't get any information from a hostile foreign government. So what's the what's the problem? And then everyone comes to the defense of it. And then very, very, very few uh, Republican, let alone conservative uh, uh, government uh, members say, eh, this isn't cool. It's a lot of just that backpedaling. Like you said, it's just, it's just this continual, well, yeah, well, yeah, it's not that big a deal. You know, what is, what does collusion really mean anyway? Yeah. With a that, foreign that government, kind of right? Stuff. Now, what is, 
Define treason, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's so funny that you say that, too, because, you know, when he when he made that comment about uh, a woman getting a facelift, I forgot her name, Mika, Micah, something like that. Yeah, yes. she, it was the woman from Shinsky. MSNBC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from, from Morning, Morning Joe. Joe. Yeah. yeah. So he made, he tweeted some insensitive bullshit about her having a facelift, bleeding still yeah. from her facelift, right? It's a stupid thing to say. Well, he was he was roundly chastised by members of his own party for that, and and rightly so. But on a orders of magnitude of importance, like when we're talking about, sure, because I think like from a Trump level, at some point, like it's like okay, it, it's like having a shitty dog, like a really really shitty dog, right? And it's like all right, well, we know he's going to chew on something. But he didn't swallow the wedding ring today, you know, like, yeah. so yeah. good dog, good dog, you know, like, so he's, he's going to do something stupid. Like we're focusing on like stupid, minuscule, meaningless, sort of mean spirited shit. We know he's a mean spirited misogynist. It's not new. He doesn't even try to hide it. He doesn't even try to hide that shit. I mean, he, right. can't, even, he can't even meet a foreign dignitary. Without being like without horrifyingly yeah, without patting his at her ass on the uh, on the way right. out or something, yeah. Right. Right. But this the, whole, the, the Mika thing, the Mika thing is interesting, and and the the reason I think the reason that that there was a greater outcry at that is because a lot of these senators, a lot of these congressmen are married, and their wives are looking oh, at God. them saying, "Are you kidding me? Yeah, like really." And that is driving them, and they have to kind of keep the peace at home. <laughs> and so they they respond, oh, well, this is uh, it's inappropriate, inappropriate. Yeah, but how, do, how the fuck did they skate by on the grab your pussy thing? You know well, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like how does that work? You know, because like, like that's the thing that really got me about that whole Mika thing. Because sure. it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, he said something horrible and, and, and he's being an insensitive cock and he's clearly, he's clearly saying you're an old broad. Like, that's what he's saying. He's like, gosh, he's, he's such an, he's such a hack and she's such an old broad. And I can't believe that they, they came to my place and I didn't let him come to my place and I'm way better than them. And you know, he's just, it's just, it's just an asshole in those tweets. But, you know, recorded is him saying, you know, you can sexually assault women when you're rich and it's totally sure. fine. Yeah. And, and I just don't know how, how do you, and that's before people punched the chat. You know what I mean? Like right, this is before. Right. And now we're, now we're appalled by this, by the, and it just feels, it feels out of place. It feels like, it feels like you should be like, well, fine. He's just going to be an asshole anyway. Everybody knows it. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's all the other secondary things that people are upset about even more so than that, that influenced their choosing and to that and to tend to a lot of understandably so to a lot of voters it was this idea of like there are bigger problems than this guy being a misogynist yeah, yeah. asshole and which is crazy to think about but it's on, on another level it's understandable and you kind of go like oh okay you know and and it's worth the shake-up it's worth all that stuff and to kind of overlook it you know and it's there's a lot of i think there's a lot of association with a guy like that again it's that kind of um, country club mentality. Now, like, okay, so my, I, you know, I, I play in a, in a band for a living. That's what I, that's what I do. So I'm in a lot of, uh, wedding situations. I'm in a lot of private party situations and I play very often in a lot of country clubs and there's a lot of very lovely people. And there's a certain number of people in a place like that, that are of that kind of mindset. And I think a lot of people can associate with that kind of, outward asshole where they go, well, he's really a good guy. 
So yeah, like, yeah, I know, you know, I know a, what you're talking he, about. Yeah. On, the, on the golf course, he said some inappropriate stuff or whatever. But you know, but actually, I know he like he donates to the thing. He he worked at the school for a while, and he's he's actually an okay. You know, you have to just let Fred be Fred. Fred's kind of you know, yeah, he's it's inappropriate, and he might he might do a little touchy feely thing, but he's actually an okay <laughs> guy. And I think a lot of people associate with that. They understand and they see a guy like like Trump and they and and they 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 excuse yeah. it in that same way of like I know that guy. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk, but you know, he's deep down he's all right. He's all right. You know, and that that sets the that sets the bar very low in terms of initially and then now everything else just comes to roost after that. Sam Harris had a guy on um the guy who does Dilbert draws Dilbert. I guess the guy's a, he's, he doesn't bill himself as a conservative, but he certainly sounded like a conservative to me yeah. um, when I was listening to him. And one of the things that he kept saying was, and I didn't listen to the whole podcast because the guy is genuinely annoying, but, um, but one of the things he kept saying was, you know, the one side gets stuck on what happened and the actual facts of something. <laughs> the other side, the other side is more stuck on the emotional truthfulness of it. So while Trump will say something like, I'm going to throw, you know, I, we should throw out all the Muslims. And one side is immediately like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We shouldn't block these countries from coming in. And you're, you're, it's a silly thing. And how do you even institute it? And yada, yada, yada. The other side is yeah, like, know, yeah. they're emotionally attached to that sure. idea. And they say, yeah, maybe he can't do it, but at least we agree with him. Or, the, right. or they'll say like, well, it's not what he's saying entirely. What he's He's saying a part of that. Are you yeah. you get the what the I hear this sort of thing. It's like that, but you understand the idea. The idea. You know what you, know what you he, understand the and idea. And that kind of gets to your point, Gio. And it's a point that I think is is insanely annoying. <clears throat> right? It's like, well, Fred, you know, I mean, that Fred guy, yeah, he sexually assaulted the waitress, but deep down he's a good guy. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're yeah. not. Yeah. No, you're not. Exactly. Those things are mutually exactly. incompatible. Yeah. We right. are nothing more than the actions we undertake. Like, we are sure. not more than that. We are the sure. things we do. Everything else buttresses the things that we do, right? That's how you move through the fucking world. Like, the things we do matter. But again, th- this is the example of privilege. I mean, it, it is the textbook Wikipedia photo for privilege. You know, this idea of established behavior because there is a history of socioeconomic norms or whatever you want to call it, or not norms, but the way things are set up. A, a Fred gets to cash in on his privilege so that he can be sexually inappropriate. But because he has 200 years of oppression behind him, (laughs) he can get away with it because it's like, well, deep down, he's a good guy. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's the entire sort of fabric of privilege, which culminates in a guy like our president. I mean, it is just the ultimate example of privilege. And un- unquestioned privilege. Absolutely. Look at look at just the two last presidents. You know, one guy had to be the the guy who did the Harvard Law Review, graduate top of your class, be you know right. uh, like like the, the the very best he could possibly be with a, a, a squeaky clean backstory, sure. and the other guy just had to be rich. Yeah. yeah. You know, just had, to, just had to show up basically. Yeah. With all of his baggage, with without being prepared, without understanding what was actually involved, just because his dad knew people. Yeah. And, and you know, again, another example of just ultimate privilege. And, yeah, you know, Obama has to be, I mean, again, imagine, for as, as harsh as this sounds, imagine a black candidate on stage with his third wife. Yeah. 
and six children yep. from three different women. Different wives. Yep. That, yep. That, that candidate wouldn't get anywhere close yep. to presidential That guy stage. couldn't run for city council. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. it's the complete double standard. Complete double standard. I mean, it's not even a double standard. To, to make it worse, imagine if it were, if, 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 if that were a woman, white or black. Sure. That had three marriages oh and six kids. Oh, forget about it. Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually even, yeah. it's even more egregious than that. Yeah. yeah. It's just more yeah. egregious. But like, because he's a rich white dude, it's like nobody even brings it, it up. In fact, right. not, not only would nobody bring it up, people would say that like to bring that up would be uncouth, right? It right. would be like right. petty sure. and small and like, why would you sure. talk about that? Like, you could fucking bet your fucking bottom dollar. Yeah. If it were a minority or a woman, that would be. It would define. It would define, it would define that everything person, about right? them. Yes. Yep. It would define but you wouldn't even. Character. You wouldn't even have to sort of. You wouldn't even have to bring it up in that situation because it would. It would. That would just be that understood thing. Sure. It's of that. Of that cliche of like. Yeah. Oh, I'll well, right. see. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And, right. Like, yeah. and that would be it. Yeah. And, like, and that's where it ends. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's let's talk about another story because it's been eight days and like yeah. the amount of crazy shit that has happened in the last eight days is. I mean, you almost can't even keep track of it all. Um, so this is from uh, Ars Technica, and I know we didn't send this to you, so I'll just read chunks of it. Um, Trump wants a talk show, a talk radio host to be the USDA's chief scientist. The Department of Agriculture Science will be run by someone with no science experience. The Trump administration formally named its candidate for the Department of Agriculture's Undersecretary of Research, Education, and Economics, a post that serves as the agency's chief scientist. The choice, Sam Clovis. Now, Sam Clovis is not a scientist. He is a conservative talk show host. In fact, and then I'll, I'll pass this over to you guys in a second. In fact, when he was interviewed <clears throat> um, uh, with uh, a public radio station in 2014, the interviewer uh, said, hey, you know, climate change, that's real, huh? I'm paraphrasing a little. Clovis <laughs> says, and I won't paraphrase Clovis, though. Clovis says, quote, I have looked at the science and I have enough of a science background to know when I'm being boofed. Cause that's a word when you're a Clovis. Uh, incidentally, ProPublica checks it out. Clovis has never taken a single undergraduate course in any, any science, which I don't even yeah, know how that's possible. Yeah, I don't he know has, he yeah. has a box. He has a DVD box set of lost in space. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> danger, Clovis. Mr. Trump. Danger, yeah. danger. <laughs> this guy's got about the same body shape, by the way, yeah. as that robot. Oh, he's a fucking I'll barrel. I'll tell you what, that guy. Jesus, he's a gosh. mush barrel. Is it any? Is it any surprise though? I mean, I, no. I am expecting. No. Since today's news, I am expecting OJ to be in the cabinet <laughs> at some point. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's like, what, would it be that crazy? Oh. It's coming. He's going to be the head of the FBI. Department. Yeah, yeah. He's going to replace Sessions. He's going to replace Sessions. Sessions is going to finally, you know, go back on the Keebler uh, box, and and OJ is going to be the Attorney General. It's un- he could be the Transportation Secretary. He knows how to drive that freeway. Yeah, right. That's true. No problem. That's true. I, I can't believe every single one of the people that he's picking, though. You know, the Betsy DeVos <laughs> oh, was amazing. Yeah. She's like, yeah, there's bears. You need guns for bears. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then, you know, Sessions, of course, is an absolute racist. So it's, <laughs> it's crazy that that guy gets in. And there's like been so many people that he's put forth like a fucking Rick fucking Perry. Yeah. The <laughs> guy who like, wanted to dismantle yeah. the, 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 or, the, the, the thing that he's <laughs> in charge of. Yeah, yeah. Rick. Right. 
A guy who a guy who put glasses on. He couldn't even name all of them. And that's the one he forgot to name. That's the one he forgot. And once he's in, and once he's in, he goes, wow, there's like actually a lot of responsibility here. With a total straight straight sort of response. He says, yeah, this is kind of an important organization here. I didn't realize this is this important. It's like... Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Would yeah, that, but Trump would, said the would same that, thing. Uh, Trump came out and said, "Like this job's really hard." Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. So hard. Now imagine if if any one of us sort of was like you know had something that that opposite to what we had said sort of be revealed to us. Wouldn't you question your entire like entire belief system? Like you know what I mean? Like if something sort of occurred where all of a sudden you were shown some piece of evidence that was completely opposite to what you sort of had been proposing and, 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 and espousing, wouldn't you stop and go like, what else am I wrong about? Yep. Like that's, I would hope that any human on some level mm. would, would respond that way. And, and most maybe wouldn't, which is the, which is the beauty of being a human, I guess, on some level, the self-deluding nature, but you know, Oh, this thing that I wanted to eliminate turns out that it's quite useful my response would be like, what else do that I want to eliminate might actually be useful? Should I take a second? Should I take a second to yeah. sort of like self-evaluate? Exactly. I'm just going to barrel forward until the next episode of Dancing on the Stars. Yeah. It's just with the stars, whatever. You know, people uh, say things like, you know, insurance yeah. is expensive. And today, what did he say? Something oh my like, God, did you see like, the insurance yeah. thing? Insurance yeah. is like $12, $12 a year, year if you're 21. And he didn't sure. understand the difference between... The way insurances work, different types of insurance, he's, he relates a story about insurance that makes his understanding appear to be that, that, ins- that medical insurance or health insurance is the same thing as life insurance. Life insurance, yeah. He describes you know what's incredible? it in that model. You know what's absolutely astounding? <clears throat> Nothing costs $12 a year. <laughs> right. There is Name a thing that costs Pandora's $12 a year. <laughs> I mean... 12, you know, six bottles of soda in, in a 12-month period. Like, what costs $12 each? Nothing, nothing costs $12. Nothing, not a, what? I mean, I can't even think. I can't even think. So true. I mean, apart from, like, the interest on my savings account. Maybe that's $12 for the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's such, I mean, but even, like, it's $12. And they, because there's another quote where he misunderstands how insurance works fundamentally as well. Yeah. Where he says something like it's like $15 a month. Is it? So I've seen, right. both, I've seen him throw up both of those. Now, granted, they're like literally at orders of magnitude, different numbers, like 12 a year versus 15 a month. It's wildly dis- different sure, numbers. Absolutely. They're still right. horrifyingly undervalued. And again, he right. doesn't understand right. how this shit works, but like it, this is a guy who's, who's proposing he's, he's come out and said, that the that the Republican health care bill is terrible. He came out and said really mean shit about it. Then he came out and said it's going to be great. Then he came out and said we're going to pass it. Then he came out and said it'll never pass. We're going to let Obamacare fail. The guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. He literally doesn't know anything about this. And he was astonished once more. Another guy who's like, this shit's really complicated. Yeah, this is a Nobody real complicated. knew how complicated yeah, yeah. Nobody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew. <laughs> well, don't, <laughs> don't forget. Anybody bought insurance, you asshole. Of yeah. course. Don't forget also when Paul Ryan said, like, we can't have insurance work by having uh, healthy people pay for sick people. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, <laughs> no, that's the definition of insurance. <laughs> that's how 
how it, that yeah. is exactly how it works. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much yeah. the guy, much. the guy, the guy putting the plan together who doesn't understand the basic tenets of how insurance works. You know, I feel like when I watch what Trump is doing, it feels like there's a lot of roadblocks in his way. There's not a lot that's happening. No major legislation gets passed. I know he's doing some executive orders and he did slip a few past the goalie here and there. But for the most part, he's he's being he's he's just inept. Right. He's not doing a lot. Uh, the, especially with the healthcare bill, that's, that's an example of something that just can't go right for any of the, any of the Republican side. But one of the things that he can do, and this is going back to the story is he can appoint people that can really fuck things up. You know what I mean? These people have a lot of power, a wide latitude of power to do a lot of different things. You know, do you think that, you know, the, the longer we go into this presidency, the, you know, I mean, is it, is it, is it going to get exponentially worse? Do you think, do you have a feeling like there's going to be some sort of gridlock there, but this sort of thing is going to continue to happen? And yeah, I don't know if there's a tipping point in terms of people that want to be involved with the administration at some point too. Like, is, is there a, is there a point where things start getting so toxic that, that any appointees aren't going to want to be associated with it? Like I, I already understand that it's difficult to find people that not just can do even even the minimal requirements of whatever jobs that they're being appointed to, but that they need to be fully in the Trump camp and have never said a bad thing about him. And that's that's like that's the scariest thing to me is that there's always been these positions in government that are like not the top guy, not the second guy, but the one who's like six or seven or eight places down who kind of actually runs things. And all those people have left because they're sort of had those gigs irrespective of whoever was in the White House, whichever party was in the White House. So you got some Republican guys that do that sixth or seventh position in whatever department is. You've got some Democrats that do those positions. And now because, you know, the, the slate was wiped clean. Unless you're an absolute vociferous Trump supporter who was there from the beginning of the campaign, you don't get that gig and you're gone. And so all these positions are open. Look at what happened with the with the when the Navy ship in uh, was it in Japan or Taiwan? Where, where was the the the, the, the Navy ship? Oh, I think it was Japan where, where it got hit. It was Japan, right? Yeah. yeah. And, so, mm-hmm. and like, there's no Secretary of the Navy. I think that's correct. I'm not sure, but there's there's some a, a high position in the Navy is not filled. So, like, there was no one to kind of report to and to try to figure (laughs) out what's going on, you know? There's ambassadors that are not filled in certain countries and stuff because, again, it's you can't find the people that are 100% Trump supporters to fill those positions because in Trump's mind, it's, you know, you you have to be a complete devotee. Right. Otherwise, you don't get the gig. You know, you have to prostrate yourself in front of, you know, the Lord Emperor Trump. Or you don't get the gig. And and it's those positions that actually run government. Yeah. You know, apart from the senators and the congressmen and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, that sort of is on top. But the day-to-day. Sure. The deep state. Yeah. The de- well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but that's the stuff that's that's slowly just is kind of eroding. I mean, I I, I what was is a great article about uh, the State Department, how like there's just this malaise of like, what are we doing? Like, we, what are we doing here? <laughs> Every you know, those... day there's an existential crisis. Well, Absolutely, yeah. Right now, yeah. while we're talking, right now, while we're talking, news alert, President Trump reshuffling legal team. 
his fucking legal spokesman resigned. Yeah. Today. There you I mean, go. People just people just like, I got I got other shit to do. Call that's, not be associated it. with you. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And then there's gotta be a point where the the congressmen and senators realize that their reelection bid will be, you know, will be threatened. And that's when everything changes. As soon as those guys start realizing that uh, the 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 cards are stacked against them in the next election in in 2018. That's when they can start doing different stuff, and that's when they'll start singing a different song. Right now, they are still hoping that the base will show up the way the base does and will reelect them. But as soon as those winds change, their 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 song will change, and who knows what'll happen in terms of you know the healthcare bill and other kinds of bills and all kinds. Of, it's it's such a weird precarious self-interested balance that uh, it's 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 i can't imagine a month from now let alone a year from now like what kind of stories we'll be talking about yeah. Because, yeah, because, it, because it's so yep exactly exactly yep. Yeah. So, so Gio, uh, you just recently celebrated a, a, a 500th anniversary. You're, you're past 500 now on I, your episodes. I, I did. Yeah. It's back in February, we had our 500th show. So we did a live 500 minute long program, which is eight hours and 20 minutes, <laughs> which was, it was so really great. fun. I, it, yeah. I was, I was surprised how fast that, I mean, as you always say, it's like, oh, you know, when you're working and you're doing what you enjoy, time flies. Yeah, it, it was one of these things where I kept like thinking, oh, crap, we got to get to this. Oh, we got to get to this. Oh, we got to get to this. And there was a bunch of stuff that we didn't get to. And, uh, you know, for a thousand, I'll have to do a thousand minutes. Maybe we'll get to everything at that point. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. And it, it was just sort of worked out. It was 10 years in February and it was 500 shows in February. So, so there we were. And it's 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 crazy. Like we were talking before we sort of started the 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 profile of podcasting has has changed since we all began this little endeavor nigh nigh a decade ago. It's pretty amazing. So what would you say like over that 500 episodes other than talking to us? Like what would you say some of the highlights have been? I mean honestly like cuz cuz your whole career changed with this podcast. You've you've traveled because of your oh, show. Yeah. And yeah. so what, what have some of the highlights of your careers in podcasting been? I 500 is an achievement. I think the highlight for me or the highlights for me has been some of the people that I've met. I mean, and the absolute sort of virtual slash slowly turning into real friendships that I've made. I mean, um, the I, I, a guy that I met on Twitter who listened to the show, who uh, ended up orchestrating my string quartet, uh, piece that I wrote two years ago um, has become an incredibly close friend, Veiko, my friend from Finland, Veiko Riku, you know, a guy that there is no reason that I should know is alive or exists. And yet I've been to his house, he's been to my house, and we've become really good friends. Um, people in Australia, people in New Zealand, people in England, people in Canada, people in Mexico uh, that I consider friends. Um, it's just been this incredible connective opportunity to meet people of similar minds of different backgrounds. And it's been completely unexpected and a complete, um, just bonus. You know, I thought I would do a couple of the, I've, I've told this story a bunch of times, but I thought I would do this for maybe a year. I'll do 50 shows just to kind of 25, 50 shows, whatever, just to do it, just to see what happens. And, you know, 10 years later, it's like, all of these friendships that I have, all these experiences that I've had have just been completely, 
completely unexpected, and it's just been this huge gravy boat. Yeah. You know, it's just been so good. You guys know. I yeah, mean, for sure. You guys, end up, at, you guys yeah. end up in Manchester, and it's like what? Yeah, you know, it's it's and it's, you, you it's talk really to somebody. Cool. You talk to somebody like you said that your friend from Finland, but you talk to somebody who says, you know, I've never met you. But I listen to you every week and I and I hear what you have to say. And I'm, I, I, I have these conversations with you, even though you're not with me. And I feel like we're friends. And you hear yeah. that all the time. Yeah. And it always is. It's always shocking and it's always flattering. And it, it's it's a really neat thing. You know, this this medium that sort of got democratized with cheap microphones and Internet. You right. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the the I mean, I've. I've had a, it's funny over, over a decade, there's a, there's one listener that I think his dad kind of used to listen to the show. And when he started, he was 12. He would listen to my program. He's 12 and he's 22 years old now. How crazy like, is that? Yeah. You know, he's like, a, he's like a, 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 a person, a dude, he's a guy. And you know, he'll say like, I've been listening for, you know, since I was a kid. I mean, and, and just like, you know, you've influenced me and, and you get these, I mean, I'm sure you guys get some really heartfelt letters from people that maybe are living in environments where they can't quite express their skepticism or their religious questioning. And, you know, we are sort of like an extended family or at least an opportunity to to hear a familiar voice or familiar thoughts or at least thoughts that they agree with. And it's, I mean, it's a really special, that's, that's probably another huge surprise that I didn't quite expect to get a letter from someone that said, you know, Oh, I live in, you know, the reddest of red States and I can't tell anyone that I'm an atheist or that I, you know, that I really love science and I like to listen to your show and you're silly and you talk about this stuff. And it's like a chance for me to escape for 45 minutes a week. And it's meant a lot. And that, you know, I, I can't explain how, touching and moving letters like that are. Geo, if people were going to find your show, where would they look? Uh, Geologicpodcast.com is your best bet. Or you could just Google H-R-A-B, that's my last name, and the first uh, 26,000 things are me. (laughs) (laughs) George, it was so great having you on. Let's let's not do this. uh, Let's not spread this out in the future. We'll have you on soon, okay? Yeah, let's let what next uh, the next administration maybe yeah. or, 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 <laughs> that could be time. eight days. Yeah, we'll right, see yeah. you in eight days. I'll, I'll, I'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. see you on Tuesday. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, Thanks for God. joining us, George. Hang Thanks in so there, much, boys. Man. Hang yeah. in there. <laughs> All right. That is how the Klingon lures a mate. <laughs> this story is from the Friendly Atheist blog. A Pakistani pizza shop owner covered his robot waitress's neck to avoid scandal. Uh, pizza shop owner Osama Jaffrey says sales have doubled since he introduced the robot back in February. This robot looks seriously like something from... I mean, it looks like something from lost in space, lost in space, longer than longer than 30 years ago. Like Buck Rogers was better than this. It's this. Yeah, right. This looks like it looks like a shitty toy at a goddamn dollar store. That's what it looks like. It looks like a shitty fucking piece of shit toy at a fucking dollar store. Just it's just enormous. Right. But the best part is like the robot waitress. It says it resembles a short, slender woman wearing a long dress and an apron so he wrapped a scarf around the robot's neck so as not to offend conservative patrons. 
But they didn't put like a scarf around the flashlight on her, which is weird, <laughs> right? You would think that would be more offensive. But yeah, but it's chafy. That's that's the thing. Like it's just. It's true. I mean, you don't want to render the flashlight like inoperable. Have you seen the video for this? No. Okay, so I can't play the video, right? I don't want to play the because it's just okay. it's just somebody talking. But watch the video if you get a chance. Go here. This robot is like, do you remember when you were a kid and you got the shitty remote control car and the remote control car only had two things. It would yeah. go forward would, or reverse right. turn. Yeah. It would reverse yeah. turn. And, yeah. and remember how slow it went where you as a kid would hit the button and you could fucking outpace it walking as slow as grandma? Uh-huh. That's how slow this thing, this thing goes Pequod slow, okay? This thing is like, when it shows that you're up at your table, you've already died of dysentery. You're like fucking Oregon Trail slow. Oh my God. It's awesome. And they, it doesn't actually do anything. It comes out with hot food that they put in in the kitchen. And then a guy sort of shuffles alongside of it. And then when it gets to your table, then he, he lifts the stuff off. The robot. And set it down. So it's basically like a it's fucking a tray on it's wheels. It's a tray. It's a fucking, it's a cart. It's a cart with a scarf. <laughs> these, people, <laughs> these people are so easily offended uh, that a big plastic tray. Yeah, a big plastic It's like, tray. it's like, they're like, as you know, there's somebody who's like, I'd fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be. It's like, and it'd be like, you're like, the fucking robot's got like fucking circuit boards everywhere. It's smoking and sputtering sparks. And dude's like over the top of it, fucking that thing, <laughs> smacking the shit out of it. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, hey, if this robot didn't want it, it should have worn a scarf. This wasn't in the operating agreement. He's like, comes out, he's like, did you rape my robot? Like, really? <laughs> what the fuck? I need a robot rape kit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pipe cleaners. <laughs> I'm so afraid of women. You're afraid of women that aren't women. I know. It's so it's crazy. So your, 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 your society. But, and I don't know that it's afraid of women. I think it's, we want to put, we are so anxious to put women in their place that we will even put effigies, effigies of women in, yeah. in, in their right. place. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we want any uppity, non-gendered, yeah. plastic, not, woman-shaped let's objects? Let's not give these women-shaped objects any ideas. Oh. Yeah. Can you imagine what they would have to cover up for a fucking real doll? Yeah. <laughs> they'd, have to, they'd have to encase that fucking thing in concrete. <laughs> Ready to stick it in the glory hole? Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash dissonance pod and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. We want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. All right, this is Right Wing Watch. Uh, I think there's a miss misstatement in the title. It says Kevin Swanson, Katy Perry's promotion of lesbianism will drive her fans. And crazily enough, it says to suicide. 
uh, rather than to masturbate. So I don't super weird. <laughs> I'm not sure how you spell check must have made a change there, but let's listen to uh, sackcloth and ashes. Kevin Swanson uh, bemoan Katy Perry's lesbianism. Well, as we as we think about apostasy, I, I want to close the program by comparing two very important uh, popular singers and the trajectory that they've taken, Katy Perry being the first, uh, taking a trajectory towards uh, much apostasy. And she has been in the press big time mm-hmm. in her Christian apostasy since she called herself a non-Christian in 2014. She said, I am not a Christian in 2014. That was, what, three years ago, uh, several years after she abandoned her parents' uh, worldview and her parents' church. And she said, I got tired of singing Amazing Grace and uh, began to write songs relating to lesbianism and encouraging young teeny bop and 13-year-old girls towards lesbianism. And that Yeah, because everybody, every lesbian out there has heard a song either by Katy Perry or by... I don't know. Heart? Like, yeah, what right. else? What Melissa else? Etheridge. Yeah, Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> He's worked up about that I Kissed a Girl song. Yeah, I think from so, like, still. Yeah. Like, seriously, that song came out like a fucking million years ago. Nobody even... Re- I had to go back in the memory yeah, bank but, to even figure out what the but, hell he was talking about. But the sequel about. to that song is I Strap On to Girl. It's, it's a very different song. It is. Yeah. I have that on my rotation. Yeah. It's the only song I listen to when I work out. Actually, that's... Like, <laughs> <laughs> work out. Uh, I work out for about three and a half minutes. <laughs> that occurred in 2008. So Katy Perry's apostasy came <clears throat> came out full force roughly in 2008, and she has confessed to it over the pr- last couple of years. But just over the last week or so, Katy Perry has admitted that she has been in therapy now for five years and suffers from depression and suicidal thoughts. So do lots of people. So yeah, and so do I, fucking tons of hetero people. So do a lot of performers. Right. That's one of those things that like performers sort of like suffer from a lot. Yeah, depression is yeah. not even remotely unusual. Yeah. Depression and suicidal ideation at some point, men at some point, it's more than 50% of people will suffer from some form of depression and suicidal ideations are not at all uncommon. Not at all uncommon. Yeah, I, I, and it's and it's also a, a silly thing to say because it seems like He's saying the reason why it's brought on is because of her lack know, of godliness. lack of godliness and her impure thoughts and all that stuff. And it's right. like, no, I, tons of hetero Christians are fucking depressed. Yeah. Tons of fucking tons of atheists are depressed. You right. know, just people are depressed. Nobody's immune. Yeah. Like everybody's brain is a fucking meat. Yeah. Right. That's where like clinical depression, like actual clinical depression is a result of meat problems. Like, it's just like your fucking kidneys don't work the same. Or your fucking heart doesn't work the same. It's a meat. Your brain's just a meat. And sometimes the meat works weird. That's yeah. all That's all this is. Yeah. Like, that's all that's happening. The meat got weird. Yeah. So you go treat the meat or beat the meat. That helps depression. I don't know. I don't know if it, it does. does. I don't think it does. I've been trying. <laughs> but it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I get depressed like twice a day sometimes. <laughs> huh. That that seems kind of ironic as well. It you is. you abandon the one who is life himself. Uh, when you abandon life, that's called death. Wow, that's Thank fucking you. profound. Thank you. Wow. Bro. Thanks for your fucking deepity dipshit. <laughs> oh, and she has embraced a nihilistic form. I think she has walked over the line of despair. First, you begin with decadence. Then you move rather quickly into uh, despair. 
And this, why not stay in decadence? That's way know. better. Yeah, decadence does seem better. Like it's a lot of chocolate and decadence, right? Yeah, Man. you get like thick cake and ice cream. I want to hang hot out. Hot fudge. I'm right there. Yeah, sounds delicious. This is where modern music has gone. Now it took about a hundred years to make it this far. Uh, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, there was a bit of decadence. There was uh, these songs about my Bethy. You have some <laughs> pantyhose on today that are mighty fine. <laughs> You know, it's so fun. About- I, like this is like this is that fucking it was better way back yeah. when bullshit. Remember you know, when like we used to sing in the rain. Right. Yeah. It's and it was, it was always like people were always worried about dancing and singing. People have been worried about fucking dancing and singing yeah. since people fucking yeah. figured out how to dance and sing. All dancing, not all dancing, but much of dancing is simulated sex. Like it's it's a fucking courting ritual, right? Like we're fucking we're we're not that much different than those goddamn birds, like those big fucking flighty ass birds. It's like. Like try to yeah. get a mate. Yeah, that's what that shit's for. Sure. Lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer in which Nat King Cole would watch the girls go by. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of decadence in the 1950s, more so in the 1960s, and the decadence goes plenty uh, in the Roaring Twenties. I just want yeah, to throw sure. that out yeah, there. Plenty, also, plenty yeah. in all the time throughout all of history. I fucking hate you. Full yeah. fledged in the 70s and 80s. Well, by the time you get to the 1990s, the the pop music that is almost entirely nihilistic, in which there is almost no meaning, no purpose. In fact, the encouragement is to young people not to embrace any kind of meaning or purpose at all. And that was the worldview of Nirvana. And Kurt Cobain, of course, the leader of that band, committed suicide in the early 1990s. What does that have to do with anything? I, I'm struggling desperately to figure it. So there's a guy fucking from Lincoln Park killed himself today. Yeah, well, the guy he was from probably, Lincoln Park. He was probably and, an atheist. And the guy last lesbian. year, the guy last year, that Chris Cornell guy, didn't he kill himself last I don't know. year? Also a lesbian. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was probably a lesbian. Right. I just, yeah. All lesbians, Cecil. <laughs> All those men were lesbians. <laughs> now that worldview has become more prevalent as the years go by. Of course, singers will begin with the decadence, but eventually work their way over towards uh, the, the the lyrics of despair. And that's what you see in Katy Perry's most recent album. In her new album... I've listened to it hundreds and hundreds of times. I'm explicating it like fucking 19th century poetry. What the fuck? <laughs> this There's is a, a dude obsessed this with This is a guy, Perry. another guy who's obsessed with somebody. Right? Yeah. Witness, she brings out a litany of her psychological problems and pleads with somebody to help her to get through. Yeah, Shot, yeah, yeah fucking, what, it's crazy that a singer's singing about themselves. Yeah, no shit, right? I was gonna say the same thing. It's like, what else do fucking singer songwriters do? Yeah. That's what you fucking do. Yeah. That's, fucking Taylor Swift wrote about her boyfriends. Yeah, fucking poets write about themselves all the time. Sure. Right? Yeah. Fucking, that's like, like, unless you're like doing some fucking epic story poem, like, yeah. that's what. Like, it's no fucking surprise. Like, that's what art is. Art is an expression of the interior self. Yeah. Her psychologically tortured life. She's caught in a cage, a complex cage. Am I a car on fire? Will I be devoured? And so forth. She she has come to the point where she's not kissing girls anymore. She's about to commit suicide. She's kissing cars that are on fire. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. She's got her own TLC special. (laughs) (laughs) There she is. She's eating a pillow on the side. And then she kisses a car. I like to make love to burning automobiles. There was a guy who bought I know. supposedly I don't know how true any of that. I don't stuff know either. Is. Like that strange was it was it strange, strange sex addictions? Or or? It was strange addictions or something. My strange addiction. Yeah, my strange addiction I thought was the people who ate 
non-food food. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, that was a bunch of other stuff, though, Oh, too. that was I Eat Weird Shit. I think I don't remember uh, what the title is. I don't know what the title of yeah, that is. the guy who wanted to fuck the car. My Strange Addiction, I think, is the That's guy. That's what who, it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was mixed up. The guy was addicted to his car or in love with his car or something. Yeah, and he, like, would, like, like get down like, on the... caress it and, like, climb on it and, like, lay the hump, hump on it. it. Yeah. I know. It's so weird. It <laughs> this was a... not in the user agreement. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a nice car. Yeah. You know, he was That's the been... thing, too. It was like a fucking, like, a Cavalier or something. It was just a regular it's like a boring fucking car. just some boring car. <laughs> you are like, I understand. Like, okay, you got a fucking Bugatti. Okay, yeah, you want right? to lay on that car and turn it on and make it go purr and then it like, jiggles your balls or whatever. That's fine. <laughs> but this it's just a fight. It's like a fucking, it's like, it's, it's like a, a, it's like a 20, 21 year old Jeep. It's just like, who cares? <laughs> you know, if somebody had tied a scarf around yeah. it, maybe <laughs> it, it would be a different story, Tom. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh my fucking God. All right. This story is from the Hill. GOP representative asked NASA panel. If there were ancient civilizations on Mars, that's not actually the whole thing. No. Because he doesn't just ask the question. Right. He then doubles down on it with the NASA guy. He's like, I don't know. So I think we can listen to this, Cecil. <laughs> That is what he said. <laughs> and the NASA guy is just like, he's embarrassed for him. The, the, I, the NASA guy is embarrassed I think, for him. I think if you don't cringe when you listen to this, then... Something is clearly wrong. You're either Alex Jones or you're this guy, right? Yeah, right. So here we go. This is this guy talking. Um, he's uh, Representative Dana Rohrbacher. Oh, one last thought. I would hope that, uh, uh, again, I think the moon is close by and whatever we can actually get a, a benefit out of going back there, we should uh, before you take the next step. Uh, however, what the fuck what? does that even mean? The moon is it's, close by. It's not on the fucking way anywhere. <laughs> it's not like you're like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking dumb, man. Uh, you know what I really needed was Doritos. I know. I just, and so I just swing by the moon. Swing by the moon. See if we can get a moon rock. <laughs> what would it get out of going to the moon? I don't know. What What does the moon know. have? Like what? It, what? It, we've been there. We walked around. It's dusty. Right. Mooney. Right. That's it. There's nothing there. We got moveon.org. Moonon.org. Move on. What the fuck? It's time to go. Before you take the next step. Uh, however, the, the most important thing was if Mars. Can I, uh, I ask permission for one minute for, for this question? And that is, you have indicated that Mars. Okay, here comes, guys. It's going to be amazing. Fasten your fucking seat. It's going to be amazing. Because it's fucking giant of intellect. <laughs> Can ask the best a question. duly elected representative. Mars had a uh, was totally different thousands of years ago. Yeah, everything was. Hold on, everything was different if you go back in time. It's not like there's anything that was just like, oh, it's pretty much the same thing. If you go back far enough in time, everything was you, different. You realize he said thousands, though, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, thousands, thousands, thousands of years, years ago, it was the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it possible that there was a civilization on Mars thousands of years ago? <laughs> that kid behind him is like, did you believe he just I said know, this? Right? Can you believe this guy's my uncle? <laughs> <laughs> so the evidence is that um, Mars was different billions of years ago. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the guy's like, okay, let me cover for you here. Right. It's not thousands. Let me help. 
It's billions. Yeah. They're like each other in that they're numbers. <laughs> With zeros. <laughs> zeros on them. One has more. Thousands of years ago. Well, yes. That. And and um, there would be, there's no evidence that uh, I'm aware of that, would you rule? Would you rule that out? That see, there's that's the best part. Would you rule it out? There's no evidence. Would you rule it out? He's telling you no. He's being nice you about know, it. I wouldn't rule it out, Tom. Come on, we can't rule it out. We haven't been to Mars. It's true. We don't know. We've only landed little drivey cars, there. right? And and the thing is, is that maybe under layers of dirt is the skyscrapers of Mars, and we just don't, we haven't seen them yet. Maybe. We can't rule it out. We can't. So we should definitely speculate wildly <laughs> about things we have no evidence for, and then take the lack of evidence as the possibility of, yeah, maybe there's flying sharks that used to live on Mars billions Wait, of years hold on ago. A so, so if we have a lack of evidence, and then we speculate on the possibility of it, ha- is that how heaven works? <laughs> That's why it's real. That's how you know heaven's real. Some people, well, anyway. I would I would say that is extremely unlikely. <laughs> He's trying not to laugh. He's trying, to He's trying nice. so hard not He's to laugh right now. He's like, nice. Look at this guy just like, He's looking at the camera like, do you believe this shit? I, you know what? I'm looking at this guy and it says doctor in front of his yeah, name. Yeah. And you know, he's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fucking this is how I'm going to use my day. His name's Dr. Farley and he'd rather be in a van down by the river. Right. right? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all. But thank you, Mr. Brothers. Thanks for the good job you're doing. God bless. Thanks for the good job. I don't understand what you do. The moon's is close that, by. You should swing we, over we there. Go to the moon. Just see on what's the way. Pick is up it? a pack of smokes or something. I don't know. Go to the moon. <laughs> the moon. The fuck is on the moon? Uh, yeah, the only thing that's on the moon is shit we left there yeah, last only, time. Yeah, only thing on the moon is like a reflector that we sometimes bounce a laser off right? of to show how far away the moon like, is. Like, it's some shit and we that littered, we were there. Right? It's our litter. <laughs> yeah, our garbage. I know. We left our moon There's trash. flag up there. So we want to thank all our patrons, but of course we want to thank our most recent patrons, Louise, Deborah, Jack Knopf. <laughs> I have to mispronounce it in order for the joke to work. Jack Knopf, <laughs> Jonathan, John, the ginger Scotsman, Michael, Adam, Joseph, and Julie. Thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do appreciate all the donations that we get. And uh, you're the reason Glory Hole Studios exists. We want to put an, uh, we're going to call an end to the two contests that we had, Tom. We are. Uh, we wound up putting together the top 10 videos of that people had sent us for their childhood yep. uh, commercials. And we put together this top 10 list. We're going to put it on this week's show notes, 370. Some of these commercials are just laugh out loud funny. The, the fucking Texas Law Texas Lawhawk. Is outstanding. Where he's got a flamethrower. Yeah. Oh my the god! The woman. Uh, there's a, there's another one with a woman who just she's from like Mississippi. She's like, <laughs> and she like talks for a minute, and I don't understand anything. And then she's like, tell about a catfish, and the catfish is like, herba derba derba. It's a fucking amazing. Then there's like a bunch of others in the there. The guy selling the fucking uh, the trailers, and he's just like. I don't give a fuck if you buy one oh, of these. Oh, that one's awesome. One time, my wife's boyfriend <laughs> beat, beat me, me in the face with a fence post. Another one is the is, <laughs> is this uh, is this uh, 
car salesman who was a gynecologist in Cuba. <laughs> Cuba gets fucking yeah. amazing. He can barely oh, it's so funny. He oh, snaps yeah. his gloves. Oh, he's fucking amazing. So oh. there's some really great go through 370. We're going to post each one of these. Um, <laughs> some really so funny great. stuff. We actually sent out about five shirts to people on Twitter that we said these are just amazing. So thanks for everybody who sent them in. We watched them all. I tried to comment on Hilarious. everyone that came in, but uh, they really turned out good. We also have our finalists for the call to prayer. Each one of these people will be getting shirts. Um, the fifth place one was the rooster call to prayer. The tied for third place are Steve Miller and Flash Gordon. Then the second place one was the yodeler. And then finally, the first place one, of course, was the Klingon, right? <laughs> Which was amazing. I'm going to put all those in our rotation so throughout the year, you're going to be able to hear those. I'm going to put those all in our rotation, along with a few others that were really highly rated. We're going to take them, throw them into our call to prayer thing. So we always have more and more of those. Like we say, we're going to open it up back again in December. I already set an alarm in my phone. So I know this week that we're recording that this is when we're going to start telling people to start sending them in. We'll probably collect them for two weeks, play a bunch of them and do the exact same thing again. We also want to mention too, and this is this is our fault. We were on a show a while back. It's our fault we didn't mention it before. We were on a show with Eli called Left at the Valley. Now, Left at the Valley, we're going to put a link to it on this week's show notes. The reason why we we'd initially, the night we recorded with them, this was several weeks ago, we... Uh, we were on this show and we wound up recording with them. But I, what happened was, is we didn't, we, we weren't given like a time frame in which the show was going to come out. So I didn't want to tell people ahead of time that we were going to be on this show. Instead, I wanted to make sure that the show was already out so I could direct you to it. And when that happened, it was like three weeks ago or something like that. I just forgot in the successive weeks and we went on vacation in that yeah, time. And so, off. And so it threw everything off, but I wanted to mention they were nice enough to have us on. They were great. Very great. We had a great time on their show. So check out their show. We're going to put a link on this week's show notes to the episode. You can check out their show. It's on Blog Talk Radio. So we want to talk about a little bit of email that we got. We got it from a bunch of people. They all sent in this sort of Alex Jones video where some guy sings what Alex Jones says like Bon Iver. It's and it's, this is amazing. It's fucking amazing. It's so fun. We're going to put a link on this week's show notes to this. If I can find it online, somebody sent it as a video. I don't know. Maybe I can load this video. Somebody sent it as a downloadable video. Um, I'll either do that or I'll send a YouTube of it or a Facebook post or something, but I'm going to try to find it and post it on this week's show notes. It's really fucking funny it's and really it's good. really well done. Yeah. And it's hilarious. We think about the pot belly goblins <laughs> fucking amaze balls. We got a message from David and David sent in uh, a, uh, an article. We're going to put this on this week's show notes. This article is Prince Philip gaffes. If you remember last week we had Marsh on right. and Marsh was talking about Prince Philip saying like they smell different or whatever. He says terrible I, shit. I touch their hair. There's a <laughs> bunch of things in here that this guy is just, he's just cult, like, like culturally the least sensitive guy, but he also, he looks like fish from Barney Miller after he's been dead for 30 years. You know what he looks like? Honestly, to me, he looks like uh, Count Olaf from the Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events movie. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's what he, I, I, I did see that. Did I did you see, really? I did see Lemony Snicket. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Somebody had really highly suggested it. 
and I and I thought it was more like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I was bored. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine it would be your, it your was, kind of movie. I was bored. Yeah. It was but it looks like he looks like Jim Carrey's yeah. character who is designed specifically to look evil and yeah. old evil and, and old shitty. And awful. He looks yeah. just like that. Yeah, yeah. He's a caricature villain. We got a message from, uh, this is from Horatio. And he says, after the news about the woman and the baby suicide attack, suicide attack, I was wondering, do suicide women get th- 72 virgin men in the afterlife? How disappointing is that? 72 guys that <laughs> pop in 40 seconds. And the guys that are just like, does it feel like a bag of sand? <laughs> um, and then it, the other question is, and what about the baby? <laughs> And he says, is he getting his 72 versions or she? Right. That would be weird. Yeah, it would be weird, Horatio. I'm not sure about the baby. Maybe the baby gets like, like, a, I don't know, like a, 72 binkies, like 72 <laughs> castle gray skulls or something. I don't know. <laughs> we got a message from Kippy's and Kippy sent in this video. It's like a gif of a Neapolitan bomb, uh, B-O-M-B-E. Which is Neapolitan brownie bomb? Yeah, it's a brownie bomb, and it's basically uh, it's basically a uh, a bunch of ice cream inside in layers in Neapolitan with a brownie layer on the top and the bottom. Why wouldn't you just fucking get a brownie and then scoop a fucking <laughs> piece of fucking Neapolitan on it? Like this seems like so much fucking work. It seems like you watch this fucking thing. What they do, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna post this, but what they do is they take. They fucking bake a thing of brownies, right? And then they line a fucking bowl with the brownies. Then they pour in strawberry ice cream and spread it all around. Freeze it. That clearly has to take some time. Take it out of the fucking out of the fridge. Then put in uh, vanilla icing in this in another area, like another like hollowed out area. Fridge it, freeze it again. Then put in chocolate. Freeze it again and then put a lower brownie layer on the bottom. Flip the fucking thing over and dust cocoa on it. That takes fucking five. Are you kidding it's me? It's an all day event. Are you kidding you me? You have spent all day for something that's going to taste oh. exactly like taking a brownie and putting ice cream, <laughs> ice cream on, it. on it. Neapolitan ice cream at that. Right. You just, here's what you do you take that bomb and then you just throw it away. <laughs> you just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> it's a bomb for sure. Oh. That's a funny. That's you a break funny that video. thing out. And you're like, is sweaty from having fucking spent it's all day working on that thing. Though. Could you imagine if you were at somebody's party and they're like, they just made like a beautiful like fucking like a, like a beef Wellington or something. <laughs> <laughs> spent a whole day on. I made the puff pastry myself, and then you show up and there's like these beautiful Daffinois potatoes and everything else, and then they're like, oh, and I made this other garbage. <laughs> I fucking knock it off, off the of table out of the ground, and then I kill them. That's what I would do. <laughs> You're the worst house guest <laughs> I ever. I go through more hosts. Like like a, that's why I never invite you over for dinner. I don't blame Just you. Fucking cold cuts. That's I all you get. You. I didn't make them. I don't, I don't care if you, you like them. Uh, here's your new Paul ice cream. <laughs> I'll burn your house down, motherfucker. <laughs> Such an irrational response. Uh, I'm feeding you dessert. <laughs> I thought you were cool. All right. So this is, uh, I love this. Dalton sent us a limerick. There once was a man named Dave who kept a dead whore in a cave. And though he had to admit Jesus. that she smelled like shit, but think of the money he'd save. Oh, God. So gross. That's nasty. I just love me a good limerick, That's though. Nasty. I'm not going to lie. I love me a good limerick. 
So we got a message. This is from Carrie. And Carrie said uh, she she had two comments about last episode. Um, first is she was just as floored about the health, the child care. She said if there was child care and I could take my kid and go hang out with adults. Holy shit. That'd be yeah. amazing. That's we were blown away. That's child care at QED. Crazy, right. just crazy. Yeah, it's worth buying an overseas ticket to go to. QED. It would be cheaper to yeah. buy your kid a ticket to fly to fucking Manchester than it is to get them fucking childcare yeah, for the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> That's not even that untrue. It's, and it's right. You're right. You're it's absolutely not even that absolutely untrue. Right. Yeah. A three day weekend, you're dropping three, four hundred dollars. Yeah. And you could just, I mean, if your kid's like twelve or thirteen, they could sit on your lap the whole way. That gets the people look at you weird. No, but you know, it's a family affair. But you know what? What so, you do when they look at you weird? <laughs> Is just lock eyes. Don't don't lock turn eyes. Away. Don't turn. Don't turn right? away. Just be like, yeah, right. Yeah, I bet it'll get like weirder this? for you before you like it gets this? weird for me. <laughs> and then, uh, secondarily, Carrie says, "So if religion is a genetic factor, and there's no way to control it, wouldn't it become society's responsibility to make the person who was indoctrinated?" into the most benign, peace-loving religion as possible. I think that's a really interesting way, an interesting thought, because last week a listener had said, what do you guys think if it was, if religion wasn't uh, controllable, if you just, it was a genetic disposition, Mm -hmm. how would you guys feel about it? And we both had to admit that we would feel very differently about religion. You have to, you have to grant that. And, but at the same time, you would say, let's try to make sure that that religion is as, 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 benevolent as it possibly mm-hmm. can be because you know m- malevolent religions help no one you right. know what i mean the, the only problem is that like society people... could never agree on which was the religion of peace right yeah we would we, we really have, wouldn't we really are struggling yeah. with that already it's we like really wouldn't. Yeah. religion of peace so we got a bunch of images from aaron and we can't post all these images but aaron we're going to post the first one because it's, it's fucking so funny but it's such a bad joke it's, it's I, just genuinely I keep laughing, though. a bad joke but it's so funny it's like it's like if garrison keeler had a had a dirty streak that would, be, would be a joke a, this would be the would joke say. but i i gotta tell you aaron i laughed it was one of those things where i laughed and like a couple of minutes later i was like <laughs> yeah, it's really it funny. just grabbed me again it's, just, it's a yeah, trump it's picture great. check it out it's on it's this so week's funny. show notes 370 so we want to thank george Crab from the geologic podcast what a great guy just genuine generous yeah. with his time a, a funny guy an insightful guy we had him on for a long time to talk about trump this time but an insightful guy a great skeptic a great member of the community and somebody who you should listen to so show so check it out um, it'll be on this week's show notes, 370. You can check out uh, all links to his stuff. Uh, also a very good musician. So check out his music too. A really excellent musician. He has a great band and he also does solo stuff. Check it out. Um, all that stuff will be on this week's show notes. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy healing, water downward spiral, brain dead pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts. 
shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your sides. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.